Okay, I've titled this morning's message, I Have a Dream. So are you ready? Give you a person beside you a nudge. You got lots of sleep last night with the weather. Good, I'm glad a bit. I have a dream. Habakkuk 2, verses 2 and 3 says, Write the vision and make it plain that you may run with it. And we're all runners, aren't we? If not physically, then spiritually. We're all marathon runners. And it says... You know, God wants us to have a dream. He says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope in the future. And God works in dreams. You know, look, all through the Bible, there's visions and dreams from the Old Testament right through the New. God speaks in dreams. He speaks in visions. He plants things in our hearts. He deposits things in us. So just get ready. Are you ready this morning? Good. You know, because we need to know our dream and we need to know what our vision is to be able to run. You know, when Habakkuk, when it says there, it says it has to be clear. Write down the vision. Write down your dream and make it clear that you might run with it. Because when you write it down, it has to be written in big, bold letters so you can run, so you can see it when you're on the run. There's nobody going, oh, what's that I was dreaming about? What's that vision? And having to, you know, you should be able to see it clearly. Shara was doing a, um, what's the word? What were you doing? Where is she? What were you doing? A trial yesterday at a cafe and she was writing down all the coffee orders when she was writing them down too small and the guy said, no, you need to make them big. Why? Because they're busy and they're running to get the orders out and they need to see it clearly. So that's the same as our life as we need to write down what we're about and where we're heading. We need to write it down big and bold and clearly. Amen? Amen. So Philip spoke a few weeks about, about having a dream and that God has made us all with a dream. And he does that every year, comes out, he has his reflection month that we all love so much in November and he comes out in January and says, right, what's your dream? Or well, last Sunday in December and we all know that because he's our visionary leader and we love him, don't we? He stirs us up, he pokes us, he says, come on, come on now. Well, guess what? I'm going to stir you up some more. So this is not a sleepy Sunday. As I was, because uh, when you're married to somebody like Philip, you don't have any choice. You just got to <laughs> watch your dream, watch your vision, where are you going, and you get it 24-7. So you're just lucky. If you think it's tough, he's tough on you, then just imagine me. I love you, though. <laughs> but yes, it's like, I'm, you know, uh, we're, well, as you know, I'm the flaggy, you know, melancholy person. But uh, when you're married to a cleric person who's like, where are we going, where are we running, you, you kind of just get that. You get that in you. And uh, so the Lord, I was spending some time up in the heavenlies and uh, hanging out up there, you know, because uh, some of you know, I had a bit of a God encounter back in October and pretty much went up into a new realm in my spiritual walk. And, and when I come into my quiet time now, I, I just zoop up into this heavenly place and it's and it says, in, it says in Colossians, you know, seek those things of heaven. And, and Ephesians says, you know, we are seated in heavenly places. And I've been hanging out up there. And I've shared with some of you. And if you don't know, listen to the recordings back a few months and you'll hear it. But uh, when I was up there and I was in the courts of heaven and I'm, and I'm just st- walking in and to one of the courts, because there's many courts in heaven, and uh, this messenger, an angel, walked up to me and he gave me this scroll. And it was this piece of paper and it looked like a scroll. And I un- unraveled it, and uh, you'll laugh at what it says, but it's on, the, on, the, on the scroll was the words very clearly, boldly, 
not little letters, because you know God, he sticks to his word. If he says make it plain, he makes it plain when he gives you something. And it said, go forth and multiply. (laughs) Now, I came and said to Philip, oh, guess what? I was up in the heavenly places and God said, go forth and multiply. He says, did he now? (laughs) But, uh, you know, we're not having number seven as far as I know. We're just going to be grandparents. So... um, but he said, you know, and I, so I got the scroll and I was like, oh, good. And as you know, God's been speaking all year to me last year about multiplication and about seeing, seeing multitudes coming and being saved. He's been seeing a big picture. And so, you know, all through nature and, and you, you guys who have been around, you know that, that he's been speaking to me for about 12 months about multiplying because you've got to get it in your spirit. You've got to be able to see it. You've got to be able to live and breathe and eat it pretty much. When God puts something on your heart like that that is bigger than yourself, he, he gets it in you. Anyway, so he gives me the scroll and he says, go forth and multiply. And I'm like, right. And he says, you know how to multiply. Just go and do it. <laughs> well, I do in the natural realm, as we all know. Look, we can talk about sex in church. It's all good. You all right, Ben? (laughs) Okay, so we don't expect God, just behave for a minute, we don't expect God to just drop a baby into our lap, do we? When we naturally multiply, there is a process, isn't there? You know, you say, oh, I just want children, I want to multiply. Well, we've got to actually do something to multiply. Okay, and that's where I'm ending it. Okay? And it's the same, it's not a stalk, it's the same in the spirit realm. You know, Yongi Cho, actually, he's the man with the largest church in the world. Before he retired and divided up his church to all his associates, he had 850,000 people in one church. Seven services a Sunday. He built universities, he built newspapers, he planted church everywhere. And he said, when you have a dream, when you have a vision, it's like being pregnant with it. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that because there is a spiritual truth to, to that principle. And it's like when we have a dream or a vision from God, that's the greatest way to explain it. It's like you're being pregnant. Now, guys, just try to keep up, okay? <laughs> All right? <laughs> that's fine, is it? So I want to share with you what the Lord said to me and encourage you to dream, to see it, to carry it, and to see it birthed, and then us living the dream. Okay, so the first thing about having a dream is that you need to desire it. You actually need to desire to have a dream, to have a vision. You know, when you need to want something more than what you are in your present existence. To have a dream, to have something bigger than what you've got. You know, we're not just made to exist and plod along. We're not little, you know, turkeys on the bottom of the mountain. We're meant to be rise and soar like wings like, on wings like eagles, you know. And we're not turkeys. We're eagles. And constantly you see through Scripture that God says that you are overcomers, that we are more than conquerors, that we would soar, that we stand on the mountaintops, you know. And you, and you see that all through Scripture. So we need to know that we are created for more than just to exist, work, and die. More than that, yeah? Everyone has a value and something of value to offer others. God created each one of us with a unique, awesome, amazing purpose. 
And we, the first part about having a dream is to desire something more. And, and to get to that point, you've got to know that you are of value, that you are greatly valued, that you have something to offer the world. You, uniquely you, that you are formed and made with a purpose and a plan by the Most High Creator, that you're just not here. You know, death is not the greatest loss in life. The greatest loss is what dies inside of us while we live. What dies inside of us while we live? And I know that life can beat us up a little bit, that we can get something and then, boy, you feel like you've been slapped about. And I know that. Now, Benjamin Franklin observed, most men die from the neck up by age 25 because they stop dreaming. And that's why it's so important that we help keep our dreams alive. That if we haven't got one, that we seek God out and say, God, I know there is more. If you're sitting here and you're going, I don't have a dream. Say, God, no, you, you know, I know that you value me. I know you made me with a plan. And start to speak it out. Because as you speak the word of God, it transforms our minds. It transforms who we are. And you'll start to link up with God's purpose for your life. But desire to have something. Because... As you do that, you actually, when you have a dream or you help others to have a dream, it actually literally helps them live. If you meet somebody that has no hope, no dreams, no vision, no purpose, you'll know that they just, there's this weight on them. They've got no energy. And and sometimes we get in that place ourselves and we need to just give ourselves a kick and go, hang on a minute. This is not God's plan for me. It's actually studies have said that, you know, Philip is a great, I'm not picking on him, but he is an awesome dreamer, you know. And I know his mum and dad, when he was little, used to say, oh, just stop dreaming, you know, you know, head in the clouds kind of thing. He'd be always coming up with plans and things that he could do. But you know what? That's the God thing in him, that he dreams like that. And our job isn't to try and keep people down, grounded. It's okay to have our heads up in the clouds because when people have a dream... They, they're seeking something positive for the future. And it actually causes them to be more engaged in their present activities because they've got hope. And so literally they're going to want to live more because they've got a purpose and a reason to live. Dreams are at the centre of our souls. We must do everything in our power to help turn dreams into reality. It's one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves and encourage others in. It's the centre of our souls. It's what makes us, you know, we want to get out of bed in the morning. It's like God puts those things and those hopes and the desires in our heart for a purpose and a reason because he knows that we need it. You know, I've had known two great dreamers in my life. One is my dad and one is Philip. One, um, dad, he, he um, if anyone dreamed big dreams, it was him. He was visionary, creative, ideas person and he had tenacity. You know, always wanting to do something new, always pushing boundaries and first. And no matter how many times he got knocked down, he'd get back up again. He was always having some new thing. And uh, he taught me that it's important to have a dream because otherwise you die on the inside. That's what he taught me. And I sometimes wonder how different his life would have been if he'd got God involved in all his dreams to make them a reality. Because the thing about a dream is that we can't make it bigger than God in our life. Because God is the one who gave us the ability and the strength and the actual life to achieve the dream. 
And too often God has pushed aside to achieve success or I want to do this or I want to, you know, make it big or I want to be financially successful. I want to have this. And it's too often we push him aside when you know what? He's the one that wrote the book on success. And he knows how it all works out. And he says, seek me first and my way of doing things and then all those things will be added. So in the process of desiring a dream, don't push God out of it. Say, God, I open my heart, my mind, my soul, everything that is in me and you place a dream inside of me that you're in the middle and the centre of and then you've got supernatural ability, which is the grace of God upon you to achieve that dream. And too often... God gets taken out of our dreams when he is the one that gives us the dreams in the first place. He's the one that's wired us up to be crazy thinking dreamers. He's the one that, hey, we're made in his image. Don't you think he's the biggest dreamer of all? Yeah? Are you following me? Yeah. The other great dreamer is Philip. And if it's possible, he dreams even bigger dreams than my dad ever did. I want to share with you his dream. He dreams of people being saved, of their lives being transformed, of them knowing God and all his fullness and living the life they were created for. He dreams of schools and universities with Christ and his word at their very centre. He dreams of raising up a generation of people who are gifted to lead and shape society in creative arts, media, politics, sport and education. He dreams of owning planes that take food, medical supplies and disaster relief to people in need. He dreams of a church that has 20,000 plus that is multi-campused, vibrant, life-giving, nation-changing church that brings heaven to earth. That's his dream. And John Waxwell says, History tells us that in every age, there comes a time when leaders must come forth to meet the needs of the hour. There is no potential leader who does not have an opportunity to better mankind. Those around him also have the same privilege. Now, I've known Philip for 25 years. And God has melted our hearts and lives together and his dreams are my dreams and vice versa because that's what he does. God knows that we need each other. And when the vision gets bigger than you, which always does when God is involved, it has to be bigger than you because then you're going to activate your faith. When it gets bigger than you, you really have two choices. Give up on the dream and vision or get help. So desire to have a dream and a vision for your life. Desire it. Know that you're of great value to the world and have something to contribute. God didn't make us to just plod along to be this little bump on a log. He made us and created us with a purpose. He says we're winners, we're overcomers and more than victorious. And when we value ourselves and start to see ourselves like that, then a dream is going to start to come into our heart. Now, number two. Now, I'm going to run through because God showed me this in the sense of being pregnant with something. He said, go forth and multiply. And he says, you know how to do this. And that is my dream because I see it. I see multitudes. I see multitudes and multitudes coming and being saved. I see multitudes that I'm preaching to. I see multitudes in church. I see a whole city being changed. I see a nation changing church. I see young people rising up. I see older people there helping them. I see it. That is my dream because, you know, when you hang around a dream, it gets in you and God puts a dream in your heart that connects with that. So I see multitudes now. So when you'd have that, you've got to get physically fit and spiritually ready. When you're having a baby and you know that you want to have a baby, you've got to desire it, don't you? For all those that have had children, you've got to desire it. And those that haven't, it's coming. 
I'm blessing you. It's true. He says, go forth and multiply. Find a wife or a husband first, though. Okay? <laughs> so you've got a desire to have to be, give birth. You've got a desire to want a child and it's the same with a dream. You've got to desire it because it's like carrying a baby. And then you've got to get physically and spiritually ready. When I'm de- um, getting ready to get pregnant, <laughs> I get spiritually and physically ready. I make sure that I'm eating right. I make sure that I'm taking my fee fold to strengthen and make sure everything's ready. I make sure that I'm spiritually got myself ready, that I'm dealing with stuff. You know, it's difficult for God to deposit things in our life that are good if we're so cluttered up with things. And, and it's the same physically. You've got to make sure that you're in the right you know, place physically. Just to, because you know, conception is an amazing miracle. You know, anybody who you know that might have had trouble falling pregnant, you'll know that it's an amazing miracle. And it's the same with a dream. You've got to get ready. So you desire it, but then you get ready and you deal with anything we need to. You make sure that you are ready to carry a new life whether it's pregnancy or whether it's a dream, you make sure that you're ready to carry a new life because a dream is like that. It's life inside of our souls. So make room for it. If you know, you've just, you know, oh, I'll just deal with that later. No, because you've got to make sure that you're making room for the dream, making sure for that life that is straight from heaven can reside in your soul and grow because otherwise it's going to get crowded out. It says it's like a seed. And God sows a seed into our heart and then the thorns come up and stuff crowds it out. And that's exactly what it's like with a dream. You've got to make room for life inside your soul. And then pray over that ground. Bless it. You know, when I fall pregnant, I pray over that little, little baby. I pray over it. I speak the word. I bless it. I speak awesome things over all of my kids. You know, I've done that from the moment I knew I was conceived. And sometimes it was straight away, you know, because God would speak. And so I pray and bless and, and speak faith words over. And it's the same with a dream. When you've made room in your life for a dream to come into it, when it happens, you pray over that ground. But pray into your life now. Speak good things over your life so that you are a place of blessing and growth and happiness. Because that's what God wants. Mark Twain says, Keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that. But the really great make you feel that you too can become great. So watch what's in your life. To see our dreams survive and come to pass, we must take care of it just as a mother would an unborn child. Take care of your inner life. Be around healthy, life-giving people, around the word, around worship, around good connections. Whoop, missed my notes. The other thing I do is to cut off any spiritual strongholds, generational curses and demonic activity in my life. When you're pregnant with something or someone, you know, you, you cut off the things that are, that are not of God, that are not of heaven. So you deal with the stuff, you know, because the enemy does not want us to have a dream and quite often he doesn't want us to bear children. And so it's the same with a spiritual dream and as is with kids, as you cut off anything that the enemy is doing. The enemy says, Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, says the devil comes to steal and to kill and rob and destroy. To steal, kill and destroy. So know how to fight. Just like if you're carrying an unborn child, you've got to know how to fight for that baby. It's the same when God puts a new life of a dream inside you. You've got to know how to fight for it. 
Don't think that the devil's just going to let that lovely dream of doing awesome things for God and glorifying him because your life shouts out about how good he is. Don't think that anyone isn't going to come and try to steal that dream because he will. But, the de- you know, the devil, he is, he is a, a conquered enemy. And we've got to know how to fight him. And you fight him with the word, which is your sword. And you kick his sorry little butt. Yeah? But we've got to know how to fight. And we fight with the word of God. When, it come, when the enemy comes against you, you fight. You stand against him. I had to fight for some of our kids to get here. I had to fight with the word. I got to fight and say, you get off. This baby's going to get here. I had to fight for Anna to arrive. I had to fight for her. And it's the same when God has planted a dream, a new life in our soul, is we've sometimes got to fight for it. Most of the time we've got to fight hard for it to see it come and be birthed and you to live it. So be prepared to fight and know how to fight. Now prayer and fasting is like FIFO. For those who know, FIFO is what you take before you get pregnant and three months after to strengthen that baby, just to make sure everything's all right and the spine and all those sort of things. And so it's the same with your dream as you got to fight for it and you've got to strengthen it like spiritual FIFO, you take and you, and you prayer and fasting and pray into it and strengthen it with your word so that it, it's strong. And when you're in that place where you've, you've received a dream or you're about to receive a dream, you know, something's going to be conceived in you. You receive it and you let it get on the inside of you. Too often God says something to us. He shows us something. And it's like something goes off in the inside. And too often we let it go. Too often we let go the things that have come straight down from heaven to us. We let them go and just go, oh, no, that's too hard. Because our hearts aren't ready. We haven't desired it. We haven't prepared the ground. And God says, let the, you know, he, he wants that dream to get ingrained. Just like that little, you know, embryo gets into the lining of the uterus and sticks in there. It's the same with a dream. You've got to let it get ingrained in you and think, breathe and eat and, and dream the dream. Do you understanding? Yeah? That's why Yongi Cho says to be pregnant with something. And I kind of listen to him because he's a pretty mighty man of God. So conceive it, let it be inside of you. Speak and pray over the dream, words of blessing and faith, just like you would an unborn child. Believe for a good birth. See it, speak it, believe God's word and saturate yourself with the words of faith. Just like I do, I have babies supernaturally, there's no pain and I've done it six times so I know it's true. You know, but there, there come, there, I have to do some work to get to that place because all the natural says you cannot do that. All the doctors, all those around you say you cannot do that, right Des? They say you can't do it. So it's not just me, she did it too. You know, and it's not just... And so, and that's the same when you have a dream and it's got ingrained in you and you've been speaking over it and it's growing and growing in you and you can feel it. You know when something's just about to happen and break forth, don't you? Anybody's had a dream and it's come to pass, you know when it's going to happen and it's like bubbling up, bubbling up and bang. But you've got to believe for a good birth. You've got to believe that it's going to come about because in the natural, everybody's going to say, oh, that's not possible. Oh, no, you're just dreaming. Really? They're going to say that, just like they do when you have babies with no pain. They go, really? Really? Oh, a high pain threshold. <laughs> I've had two contractions that were not supernatural. They were in the natural realm, and I tell you what, I don't want to go there. So, whoa, no, that's not good, and I bound the, the law of sin and death, and it went like that. Okay, so we've got to speak and pray over and and believe God's word and believe to good give 
you know, birth to our dreams in a healthy way and don't let the natural things steal that dream and steal that blessing. Stay fit and healthy. Be around positive people. Don't give way to fear. Don't give way to fear. When God deposits something in your heart and it's growing and you're speaking in it and you can see it and you can feel it growing and growing and coming about and you and you you know you can in your quiet times you're seeing it. When I sit down, I have a quiet time. I can see multitudes. As soon as I open my eyes, there's a picture on the wall of one million seven hundred fifty-eight thousand people in five-day meeting that got saved under Reinhard Bonnke. And I have that on my wall. God says, stick it up on your wall because the last thing I see when I go to sleep, the first thing I see when I wake up is multitudes. Is multitudes. And every spring you guys know that I sow daisies everywhere and I just love how they come up. You have 100 daisy heads and one little daisy head and they just keep on multiplying. We had 450, I don't know, ridiculous amount of thousands in my backyard of little seeds last spring. And if I planted those again, they're going to be multitudes. That's how they get carpets of them up in the desert. Because they started with just little seeds and they multiplied. And that's how God is in the spirit realm too. So stay healthy. Be around positive people. Don't give way to fear. Write down your dream. Revisit it regularly. Share your dream with others. You know, for a long time, Philip and I got beaten around about having a church of 20,000 people because life throws curly ones at you. And we've been in church planning boot camp. We've been in hard places. We've been beaten down and had to get back up. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And God, that dream, he just keeps on reigniting it. And so now, after a year of God speaking multitudes to me, of a year of just listening to good stuff, a year of God planning that, you know, just fanning into flame that dream again, now we're at the place where where you'll see on Facebook we're going towards 20,000. We're starting to speak it out. Where we have stood back, God says, you get yourself right there in the middle and you run. Don't you hold back anymore. He says, don't you stay and and play on the edge of the pond. You're a bommy jumper. You need to be making a splash. And so we've started to do that. So I know what it's like when you've had a dream and you've had it beaten out of you. And there's this tiny little seed still there and God will use it. If you've had a dream and it's been hit and beaten around by life and mess ups that you might have made or just circumstances, get into God's presence and start to go, God, just rekindle that dream inside of me. Let it just, and as you do that, speak God's word. Listen to good things. Listen to positive things and get yourself spiritually fit because then the dream starts to take off. I'm very pregnant with a dream. Yeah? I'm bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. I've got multitudes in there. Yeah? Spiritual children. You know, years and years ago, Kong He prophesied over me when I was pregnant with Rebecca. No, it wasn't. It was Rebecca. And he said, he prayed over me and he prayed a blessing over Beck. But he said, you're a mother of the nation. And for years and years, I haven't understood. I'm like, really? What's that mean? But I'm starting to understand that when, you're a heaven, when you know your authority, when you know that you're governing and heavening places, which I'm starting to get a hold of, that you are actually a father or a mother over an area in the spirit realm. And so I get, I was like, ah, that's what he's talking about. But also that I am a mother to multitudes of spiritual babies that are about to be born. That's what he talked about 15 years ago. And I'm like, oh, sunrise. You see, as Ken said this morning, sometimes it looks like from the moment God speaks something to, how, to when it happens, a long time. But when God has a dream for your life and you connect with him and you stay with him and you look after it just like a spiritual unborn baby, it will come to pass if you look after it and you stay in that place with him. So prepare a place 
for arrival is the next thing when you have a dream. Prepare space in your life and hearts for a dream to become a reality. You know, we're starting to do that. We're talking about the launch on March 16th. We're talking about um, having a, having just launching and going for it because that's what God's kind of been saying to us and said, you know, kicking me out the backside and say, come on. And it's the same when you are preparing for a dream to happen. You've got to make room in your life. You know, you don't have a baby for nine months and then go, oh, well, it's arrived, do you? You get ready. You have to get ready, otherwise it's going to be a little bit shocking. Yeah, you get ready. And it's the same for your dream. You need to make room for it and prepare for that dream to be about. You know, prepare for it to happen because you, as you do that, it activates our faith. It activates our faith for a dream to arrive and be born when we make preparations for it. You know, Ken and Val, they've always wanted to be in hospitality and, you know, have people over. So they built a second story in the house and they've got it prepared for people to arrive because that's one of their dreams, yeah? See, so make room in your life for your dream to arrive. It's no, you know, oh, I want to do this, I want to go there, and you never make preparations for it to happen because there's no faith in that. So make preparations. Dream it. Put a value on your dream. If you dream of your family all-knowing Jesus, then value and honour your family. Put time into them. Talk about the Lord with your kids. If that's what you dream, give time and energy and thought to that. You've got, to, you've got to, you know, make room in our lives for our dreams to happen. If you desire to know God more, to experience the things of heaven more, then value heavenly things. Put a value and honour what you're seeking for your life to be like. Set your minds on heavenly things. Seek out and listen and read and study and value the things of heaven as that is what your dream is. Now that's one of the things that God has been really speaking to me, and I'm finishing now, is, <laughs> is that, you know, I... I had a glimpse of something, of heaven. You know, I felt like I was being taken up into heaven and I had the power of God in me so strong for about 40 minutes, I just shook. And it was like, and, and God was saying, come up here, come up, you can come up here anytime. And I'm like, really? I can come up to heaven? He says, you know, heaven is not a place of death. And it's a place for us. We're seated in heavenly places in Christ, the Bible says in Ephesians. It says, set your minds on heavenly things. So one of my dreams is that I would just, you know, engage heaven more. Because I know when you do that, things are just, you know, it's like every time I have a quiet time now, it's like, it's like I've gone to this new place in God. But it's because I put a value on heaven. I put a value on the things of heaven and I made room in my life for that dream to come apart about and it's starting to happen. You know, I said to God, I want to be on the front foot of what you're doing. I'm sick of us sitting back and missing out and feeling like we're just catching up. I want to be on the front foot. And he took me at my word. You know, and, it's, and it's happening around the world. But it's, that's my dream because I want to just be in heavenly places. I want to be in the courts of God. I want to know what God's doing and be able to walk and govern in authority because that's what God's called me to do. But each of us has a dream. Or if you haven't got a dream, God's got a dream for you. God has a dream for you. So make room in your heart. Make room in your life and desire it. Desire it because we're not just here to just, you know, plot along in the natural things, God has an awesome plan for us, each one of us, each one of us. So I encourage you, if you haven't got a dream, to start with desiring it and saying, you know what, God, just start to work in my heart. And if you've had a dream and it's been beaten about, it's still there. It might be just a tiny little seed, but I tell you what, a tiny little seed does awesome things. It says, get into God's presence and, and get into his word and speak it and see it 
and believe it and pray it and you'll watch that dream start to blossom. You'll watch it start to grow and before you know it, you're going to be pregnant with an awesome, mighty, life-changing dream and you'll give birth to it. Make room for it in your life for it. It's easy to say that we want something, but we must desire and place honour and value on the things of God and the things that he has for us. So I encourage you, it's still January. It's still January. And you know, we've got a whole awesome year ahead of us where God has a plan and a dream for us. And when you hang around us, you, got, you, know, you just kind of get it all the time, I know. But it's because it, that's what God, God has for us. He doesn't just want us to exist. So desire a dream and look after it. It's life in your soul. That's what makes us live. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, I just thank you for your, your word that shows us that we are to have a vision, that you speak in dreams and visions to us, Lord. And I pray for each person here, Lord, that you would, Holy Spirit, take the words I've spoken this morning, Lord, that you would plant seeds of dreams, that you would plant um, just where things have been in a desert place, that you would bring new life, Lord, that you would run streams over our lives, over our souls and our spirits, Lord. Lord, I pray that your word would ignite things in our heart, that you are the, the head of the dreams. You are the God of dreams. You are dreams and visions and, and that you speak to us like that. I pray for those that have had dreams and they've been squished, Lord, that you would heal that, that you would pour life into that dream again. Lord, we speak goodness and blessing and health over us. Lord, that we would be people who are dreamers, that people who do exploits for you, Lord, that people who have the highest life in you, that we would soar on wings like eagles, that we would yeah, have heaven come to earth in our lives, in our families, in our workplaces, that we would know you more. Lord, don't let us be satisfied. Where we've become complacent, Lord, give us a shove. Lord, where we just are satisfied with things, Lord, you, you always say there is more, more of you, more for our life, more for our families. Lord, so I pray that you would shake us where we need to be shaken and plant things in our lives that are going to bear good fruit. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.